You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It will start here saying Grizzlies beat Utah 123-118, San Antonio 121-113. Both of them, you know, certainly, certainly you had to put a little more effort to it than you had against the Charlottes and Orlandos of the world. That said, Grizzlies end up taking care of business. They do it with John Morant, you know, resting, uh, uh, some some soreness, mm-hmm. uh, getting a chance to sit down. Tyus Jones been absolutely magnificent, uh, uh, certainly was in the two stars for John Morant. I- I'll give it to you, saying I've done a lot of flapping in terms of the last two games. In terms of the the overall seven-game win streak, what stood out to you most? I got, a, I got some criticisms before I get started, man. This okay. has been kind of grinding my gears. And it's not an on-the-court thing. It's not an on-the-court gripe that I have, man. Um, for those of you who who may not know, I, I don't know if I talked about this at all. I talked about things I would do if the Grizzlies win the championship this year um, in, in celebration. One of those things I did, I, I have to, I'm going to have to alter it because of current events. I'm going to alter one of those things. I won't be doing that. Shout out to uh, to you, Jason Smith, who telling me, saying you might not want to do one of those because of how things are going down these days. So I am alternate, but the thing that I did say I was going to do, I said I was going to do it off of Jason Rosler's arm, or aka Fletch on Twitter. I said I was going to do something off of his arm that I would not be doing uh, for now on. Um, Fletch on Twitter has a great Twitter account, uh, uh, definitely a great longtime Grizzlies fan. He said that um, he said that uh, he he said he heard the job wasn't going to play the last two games. He said this well before it was announced by the team. And with Fletcher saying that he heard that from somebody. This is Memphis. Fletcher's he has good seats. He kind of networks very well. I'm sure he knew what he was talking about, and he was right. And there's one bone I have to pick. I get it, but I, I it just kind of bothers me. I think if 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 what Jason heard was true and he knew that Ja wasn't gonna play these two games, and the Grizzlies were didn't just announce that and was just dragging this out to be a game time decision, I got a bone to pick with that, man. Because I think if Jaws not playing, the fans should know Jaws not playing before they go buy tickets or whatever. I get it, but it's my only gripe for the last for the last couple of games since the last time we won. Is that you know these guys they rest, they take breaks. That's cool, but you know fans want to see Jaws at home. I don't know. I said he should have played, but it should have been announced earlier that he wasn't going to play either one of those games. That's that's the only negative I have. That's all I got. That's all I got. I can't I can't argue that saying because on the you know he's listed as questionable for that second game. And so you know you he was questionable for both of them, wasn't he? Was it both of them? I thought I thought I so. maybe 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 you're right. Well in and in that case, it's not I'm with you that it's not so much, you know, John not playing as it is when you listen to say he ain't playing, man. Exactly. You can make it <laughs> right. clear for those that are, you know, especially you know, those that you, Hey, hey, maybe you only get to one, two games a month. Maybe it's less than that. This is my big chance. And so for those folks, you're just a little bit more clear with them. But I don't know. When when have the Grizzlies ever been 
clear <laughs> when it comes to, especially when it comes to injuries yeah. and those kinds of things. I, I do think we have graduated to a point where they don't care because, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Because they've got John Morant now, uh-huh. it's, it's, a, it's a different level. Those lower bowl seats are sold season tickets at a different level. Once you've got the superstar in, in the building, who gives a damn what you think? <laughs> exactly. It's just on you. Oh, then it becomes okay. Well, you ain't gonna come see him, but we've got a bunch of folks that will, right? Once right. you once you get to that level. But that said, there's still a way that you treat people, right? There's there's right. a way that you can be clear in uh, when you can. And so in the end, saying I'm with you, man. Like if you know, and like you said, if the word had been out leaked out, if Fletch if, knows that y'all weren't playing, then, the Grizzlies knew that y'all weren't playing. Yeah, then, then you could have just made it clear. Then you right. could have, then you could have just made it clear, and, and certainly not lead anybody on with questionable this game so. time decision nonsense. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Um, most folks though, um, I know you come to see a superstar, but hell, what was it, twenty and five last year without Ja? Uh, you won both games without him this time, like. You're still gonna see a good team if you decide to go to that. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But, but you definitely saw on your superstar mm-hmm. point. Yeah, you, you know, definitely saw a good team. You saw um, an all, all league, all history, all time defender in Jaron Jackson Jr. over the last ten few blocks games. in two games. There you that go. That's such a crazy stat. Man. It is <laughs> ten block shots in the last uh, two games. And did he pay over thirty minutes in either one of those? Like. I don't know. You'd have to tell me. Yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, man, like we we grew up watching some of the great all time defenders, the Kimbe Matumbos, the Kim Olajuwon, you know, Alonzo uh, Mourning. You know, we saw all these type of guys uh, come through. And the amount of the amount of blocks that Jaron puts, so I think they said he's like third in the league now, top five or something like that. But he's he's first in blocks per game, and I think I want to tell you he's like second in in overall. Total. He played. You know, so many fewer games than the leaders. Yeah, man, he's like he's like at least ten games behind everybody. Uh, that's that definitely stood out. The things that Jaren's doing, Tyus Jones, uh, just continuing to be a leader on this team. Thirty minutes. Uh, Antonio, to your point, just wanted to add on. To yeah, the team. He, yeah, he's really he's really hitting his stride. He started out the season struggling, and and Tyus has really uh, picked his game up since uh, since some of those early struggles. And I'm I'm definitely glad to see that Santiago Aldama swag came back last night for sure. Uh, Zaya Williams is coming into form at a good time. Desmond Bain looking like uh, flashes of his original self. I, I, I'd say he's probably about 80%. I still don't think he's at 100% um, as far as being what he could be for this team. We know what he can be. Good to see him coming back around. Guys are just hitting their stride at the right time. And uh, you, you're getting ready to head into the all-star break season. And these guys are are really hitting their stride at the right time. And um, the offense still seems like it has a ways to go. Man, our defense is just goddamn scary, like, for real. Like, they're really playing um, some real serious defense out there. Um, and, like, it seems like against teams like like San Antonio, they're just kind of, you know, just kind of keeping them at bay, just doing just enough to get by these teams. And I'm not mad at that at all, man. Uh, they're cranking it up when they have to do it, and they're playing without John Morant and guys that can rip uh, uh, Xavier Tillman. Uh, has been playing good ball the last few games. Yeah. He he did it. He just got out of a, he he's fresh out of jail. Just did a bid in South Haven. He's fresh out, playing like a brother. Just got out of jail, and uh, yeah, man, like it's it's some really good things going on down at Bill Street. Yeah, Desmond Bain. You mentioned him that game against uh, I guess it was Utah where he had the to go with the scoring. He had the nine assists. So you remember he Desmond Bain was getting to a point where he was becoming you know a great playmaker for this team or or at least a good developing one before he got injured. So to see him get back to and be able to get back to 
being a creator, not just a guy that's hunting his shot, uh, was good to see too. I think that that's becoming part of him. So I'm with you to see that part of his game too coming back together looked good. What what about Zaire? The last the last three games been in double digits in two of those. I want to tell you the other one was nine. I I, I don't want to you know it, it's too small a sample size right now to be able to say okay Zaire's back or that oh he's going to make the second year jump that Desmond Bain did. But I have been you know I've been encouraged by what he's seen and, and we had spoken on it. Seems like mm-hmm. it's been an important time because you know at one point Roddy had passed him. Jenkins using that. That battle we talked about it last podcast. I thought I thought Zaire offensively starting to come around and, and finally respond. What, what say you? I know you've had your concerns mm-hmm. you know, about his injuries and and his progress. What do you thought about Zaire last couple of games? Yeah, I've, I was concerned about him health wise, but he he said that his body's getting around. He's getting more confidence in his body, and um, that's always a good thing. Um, defensively, he looked good yesterday. He was he was you know getting in the way of a lot of plays, getting his hands on a lot of balls, being very active on defense. Uh, that's yeah, that's something I really am impressed to see with him. Um, the the jump shot is still a work in progress, um, but there were two plays last night. There was a play where he uh, got to the basket off the dribble. Um, I want to say he finished with the layup and got an and one. If I'm not mistaken, might just got fouled, but I know he didn't. He didn't dunk the ball, but. Um, it was a very – it was something I didn't really know, think, think he was there yet on, where he dribbled the ball, took took somebody off the, uh, from the perimeter, got to the basket, finished. And there was a play where he did a, a pull-up mid-range jump shot that was good. Um, like I said, those are two things that we that we had heard that, that Zaire was adding to his game. Um, the, the mid-range jump shot we saw a lot in college and in high school as well. But to see that in the pros, um, yeah, that, that's a good thing. I'm not. I don't really know what to think about him, man. But he's one of those guys. If he really gets going and plays anywhere close to the potential and some of the hype that we've given him, he could really be one of those guys that'd be hard to deal with, even in the playoffs. Uh, talking about a guy who, no, uh, I spoke to somebody this weekend who saw Zaire, and they said that they uh, asked him, "Man, how tall are you now?" He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm six eleven." And hey, <laughs> I mean, first off, ain't no way six eleven. Uh, hey, I don't know, I man. Do, he might still be growing. Have you seen him like if he in the post game? When he's no. next to Jaren, like he's, he's please don't he's the he's the same size as Jaren now. He's I, up I, there, man. He's up there. Go go look at go look at certain things when he's next to Jaren or next to Steven Adams and they come up and like hug and all that type, old type of things. Like he's up there for real. Like, that's I, I, I give you straight. Like, I give you six nine six ten for sure. Because I want to say in the combines last year when they measured him, he was like six nine, damn near six ten. So you know, but yeah, like I think I think it's good to see Zaire come around. I hope he gets going, man. Um. I really want – I'm down for whatever lowers John Conchar's responsibility. Right. <laughs> just being real because it's like whenever we're in a situation where Conchar has to do a lot, he's just not that level of player. And a guy like Zaire, uh, 10th overall pick, you know, if you can get him going, man, you can be really dangerous. So I'm glad to see him coming around for sure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, one bone I do have to pick, and I, I think we should now because we saw Pop use it in that San Antonio loss to the Grizzlies the other night. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a game where you're able to hold them off. 
But in that game, the Grizzlies go 20 of 35 from the free throw line. That's 57%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Adams, a big part of that, what is shooting 30-some percent this year, he goes, he goes 3 of 11. And I don't bring it up to say, oh, it's a bad free throw. It's the worst free throw shooting team in the, in the league at 70%. I bring it up because you saw Pop in a regular season game say, hey, if you're going to have Steven Adams on the floor – we're gonna foul him. the hell out of him. Yeah, we're gonna put him on the free throw line and he, and make you make a choice on that. Other teams, uh, if they haven't already, they're gonna lock into this in terms of how bad it is with Stephen Adams. Who listen when he's on the floor, especially with the way he's rebounding right now, saying so critical to what you're doing defensively, right? I mean, Stephen Adams is playing at a high level, save mm-hmm. for how bad a free throw shooter is. I bring this up because what's to keep teams from adopting that strategy once the games are more important come playoff time, saying what, what's going to keep teams from making the Grizzlies make the same choice? No, 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 we're going to foul you when Steven Adams is out there and make you at least make a decision. Um, it's something it, I, I feel like, you know, Pop ain't the only one to right. figure this out. We've, we've seen it a couple times this season. Uh, I don't know that there's anything you can do, but I know that Jaron Jackson better be available and ready because I think right. there's going to be times where, and maybe we'll get to some more of this a little bit later on with Draymond, but there's going to be mm-hmm. times where you're not going to be able to have Steven Adams out there because he's it's been so bad from the free throw line, say. Right. I totally agree with you. Uh, Greg Popovich is, you know, one of the all-time greats. He's coached against some of the worst free throw shooters of all time. He's coached against the Shaquille O'Neal's in the playoffs. You know, DeAndre Jordan's in the playoffs. You know, he's had these battles against these guys that are, um, you know, these bad free throw shooters historically. And, um, you know, He's going to do these things, man. He, he's one of those guys that will crack codes on teams for sure. He was the guy who figured out how to play us when we had Zebo a long time ago. And that's the conundrum that we talk about all the time with Steven Adams, how he he's so vital to our offense with the picks that he sets, the offensive rebounds, regardless of we're not one of the better shooting teams in the league. And Steven Adams covers a multitude of, covers a multitude of sins, uh, so to speak, on offense. It's something we talk about all the time. And – um. But the, the Achilles heel to him is his free throw shooting, and teams will do that. They will do what the Spurs did to us, and better teams will hurt us for it. Right. It, it kind of bothered me because I thought Coach Jenkins sh- should have pulled him out earlier. Um, I, He was kind of bleeding in the water a little bit with Steven Adams. But it's such a conundrum because Jaron, with all the things that he does, he's not – even though J- Jaron's rebounding numbers have, you know, jumped dramatically, you're talking about one of the greatest offensive rebounders, you know, Stat-wise of all time, Steven Adams, some of the things he's doing out there. This guy's going out there having 20-something point, 20, 20-something rebound games. So I think that um, it's something they're definitely going to have to keep in mind, when to pull that trigger on him, yeah. how to be uh, 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 strategic about getting him in and out of the games, when to use him, when to pull him out. Um, and because they get caught up sometimes. It, teams are fouling him away from the ball, and, you know, as soon as he touches the ball, they're fouling him, and, you know, and and he's 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 getting offensive rebounds, and teams are just gonna foul him instead of letting him you know kick it out to guys because it might be like a turnover because he's the odds are if he's shooting thirty seven percent the odds are he's gonna miss both of them you know what I mean so um they there's definitely something that's gonna be uh, a point of interest to see uh, hopefully they can you know run some similar stuff with Tillman in in a lesser version of what Adams does when they need to pull Steve out because his offensive rebounds like we said are crucial man but it's definitely a point of concern. Yep, 71%. I got it in front of me now. Uh, that's last in the league. Mm-hmm. They offset it saying that, you know, how poor – we haven't seen it. a team shoot this poor from the free throw line since the 2019-20 Knicks shot 69%. That said, you know, 
you, you look at the Grizzlies record, you say, well, what the, if they're that bad, how in the hell they offset it because they get to the line the fourth most times in the league. Right. Mm-hmm. That's said though. It's going to come a time. You know what I'm telling this, man. Just, hey, just, no matter we miss them, we just, just keep shooting them. <laughs> keep man, man, that game against the Spurs is a lot different game. It's a lot easier game if you're if you're knocking down more than 57% of your free throws. It's something to keep an eye on as we move forward.